You're listening to the Realized Empath Podcast, where we get real about loving and stumbling through our sensitive lives with your host and holistic counselor, Kristen Schwartz, who helps redefine what's possible for an empath who embraces a path of self-healing. Welcome back to a new episode of the Realized Empath Podcast your go-to podcast for all things empathy and sensitivity. I'm Kristen Schwartz, your guide and fellow traveler on this journey of discovery and growth. Today, we're embarking on a fascinating adventure into the sixth sense, exploring empathic abilities beyond the ordinary senses. So in our world, we rely heavily on our five basic senses, right? Sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. And we rely on these to navigate our daily lives. But what if I told you there's more? A hidden yet powerful sixth sense that lies within many of us, often waiting to be awakened and harnessed. This sense, my friends, is our empathic ability, a unique gift that allows us to feel and understand the emotions and energies and even the unspoken thoughts of those around us. Now, you might be thinking, am I an empath? Or how can I recognize and cultivate this special sense? Whether you've always known you have this gift or you're just starting to notice these unique experiences, or maybe you're just simply curious about the world of empaths, this episode is crafted with you in mind. So throughout our time together today, we're going to explore the nuances of empathic abilities, how they can enrich our lives, and also the challenges they bring. So empathy is not just about feeling what others feel. It's about connecting deeply with the world around us, understanding that the subtle undercurrents of human emotions and in many ways experiencing the world in a richer, more colorful spectrum. But let's not forget that being an empath can sometimes feel like a double-edged sword. So that same sensitivity that allows us to deeply connect with others can also leave us feeling overwhelmed by the barrages of emotions we encounter. Today, we'll learn not just about embracing our empathic abilities, but also about managing them effectively, setting boundaries, and maintaining our emotional well-being. So get comfortable, take a deep breath, and prepare to embark on this enlightening journey with me. So together, we're going to uncover the mysteries of the empath sixth sense, share stories, offer insights, and equip you with practical tools and strategies to help you thrive as an empath. I want you to remember that this is an interactive journey, so I encourage you to reflect on your own experiences and share them with our community because your story might just be the beacon of light that someone else needs. So without further ado, let's dive into the heart of today's topic, the sixth sense, exploring empathic abilities beyond the ordinary senses. So segment one is understanding empathy as a sixth sense. 
Welcome to the world of impasse, where our sixth sense isn't just about intuition. It's a profound connection to the emotions and energetic currents around us. This sixth sense, your empathic ability, is more than just feeling deeply. It's about understanding life on a level that transcends words. So let me share a story. Last week, I was in a cafe, and a woman at the next table was sad, right? She was crying while she was talking to a friend. Um, And without even realizing, I found myself feeling her sadness. It was as if her emotions had silently communicated with mine. And this, my friends, is our empathic sixth sense in action. Have you ever had a moment where you just knew what someone was feeling without them needing to say a word? How did it feel to be so connected? And I want you to share your experiences with us. Head to the comment section of the podcast and use hashtag empathic explorations and let's share what it feels like for us to know what other people are feeling without having to hear words spoken. Empathy isn't just about feeling. So science backs this up. Research in neuroscience have shown that empaths may have more active mirror neurons. So that's the part of the brain responsible for empathy. We're not just understanding others, we're experiencing their emotions as our own. So a study from the University of California found that people with high levels of empathy processed emotions differently in their brains. So this isn't just emotional, it's physiological. Our brains are literally wired to feel more. Now imagine you're at a bustling social gathering. The air is thick with like a mosaic of feelings, excitement, nervousness, joy, and maybe even anxiety. So as an empath, you're not just an observer, you're a participant in this emotional symphony. So picture this, you're in a crowd and the emotional energy is overwhelming. So you start to feel anxious. So even though you were happy just moments ago, now you're feeling the undercurrent of anxiety. What's happening there? More than likely, you're absorbing the emotions of those around you. So how do you navigate these waters without drowning in others' emotions? So let's break that down a little bit. The first step is self-awareness, right? So we can't help ourselves unless we're actually aware of what's going on. So you want to recognize when the emotions you're feeling are not your own. This is crucial, right? And then second, you want to have some grounding techniques that you can pull from your toolbox. You want to practice grounding yourself. So here's an exercise. You can find a quiet spot, close your eyes, take deep breaths, and imagine roots expanding from your feet into the earth. So this visualization can help you stay centered. Now, if you're in a public place, you don't have to close your eyes. You can get actually pretty good at this and imagine the roots coming out of your feet while your eyes are open, while you're in a crowd, while you're listening to someone else talk, right? You don't have to completely stop living your life to do a visualization and ground yourself in the moment, Next, you want to set emotional boundaries. 
So it's okay to step back if you're feeling overwhelmed. So politely excuse yourself. Take a moment to recharge. It's not selfish. It's necessary for your well-being. And last, you want to have some emotional decompression. So after an event, give yourself time to unwind. Journal your feelings or engage in a relaxing activity. So what this does is it helps you in processing and releasing any absorbed emotions. Remember that your empathic ability can and is a gift. It all depends on how you use it and how you take care of yourself. But it's also your responsibility, right? It's about balancing your own emotional well-being while being open to the feelings of others. So I have a question for you. When was the last time you felt emotionally overwhelmed in a crowd? What did you do to cope? And I want you to share your struggles and solutions with the community. Remember, we all lift each other up. That's what community is about. And it's necessary for all humans to have that community and connection. So remember, share in the comments or come over to social media on Instagram and use the hashtag empathic explorations and let's, ex- let's explore this journey together. All right, next segment is let's talk about some tips and tricks for managing empathic overwhelm. So what we're going to do in this segment is we're going to focus on a complex challenge for empaths, which is sensory overload. So have you ever felt like the world is just too loud, too bright, too emotional? That's what we call empathic overwhelm. It's like walking into a room where every TV is on, like a different channel, and you can hear them all at once, right? That's overwhelming, right? So like I've said before, it's crucial to have that self-awareness, to recognize the signs of overwhelm within ourselves. So maybe you feel anxious in crowds, or maybe you're easily upset by news stories. So there are body signals that you, that your body will communicate with you, that it telling you it's time to step back. Ignoring these signs is like ignoring a smoke alarm. It's not a good idea. And over time, it leads to burnout, breakdown of self-trust, and it can lead to depression. Now, we already talked about grounding, how grounding helps you anchor in the present moment away from the chaos of external emotions. And grounding is not some woo-woo concept. It's actually backed by science. And research shows that grounding or earthing can reduce inflammation and improve sleep. I sleep every single night with a grounding pad on my bed, and I swear by them. And it's really easy for empaths to get stuck in our minds when we start to feel all kinds of things, all the energies, all the things that we pick up during the day. Grounding is about coming back to the present moment and into our bodies. That's where peace lives. Peace is in the present moment. But what if grounding isn't enough? What if you still feel stuck in the emotions of others? It's like being in a boat without an oar, right? You need tools to help you steer you clear. 
So having energetic boundaries is essential. So think of it as an invisible shield around you. It's not about building walls. It's about knowing where you end and others begin. So here's a practical exercise. Visualize a bubble around you. This is your space, your emotional territory. When you sense external emotions coming in, I want you to imagine them bouncing off your bubble. It's like a mental exercise that can have real physical effects on your well-being. Let me share a quick story. So a friend of mine who's also an empath used to absorb her colleague's stress like a sponge at work. She'd come home drained every day. And once she learned to visualize her bubble at work, she could empathize without taking on their stress. And it was a game changer for her. So I want you to remember that being an empath is like your own special sauce, okay? But we all have limits. So I want you to recognize yours. I want you to practice grounding, set emotional boundaries, set energetic boundaries, and most importantly, I want you to be kind to yourself. So you're navigating a world filled with emotions that most people can't even perceive. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. All right, in this segment, we're going to go a little bit deeper into how you can enhance and refine your empathic abilities. Now, you might be wondering, why is this important? Well, as empaths, we have this incredible gift of sensing and understanding the emotions of others, but it's crucial to fine-tune this ability to avoid overwhelm and to use it constructively. So let's start with meditation and mindfulness, which are twin pillars of empathic growth. So meditation isn't just a practice, and I've said this before, it's a gateway to understanding your inner world. So when you meditate, you're creating space between your own thoughts and emotions, and this is vital for empaths. Why? Because it helps you discern which feelings are yours and which you're absorbing from others. What I would love and I invite you to do is start with just a simple five-minute meditation each day. Like find a quiet place, sit comfortably, and focus on your breath. So as thoughts or emotions arise, the goal is to acknowledge them without attachment and gently bring your focus back to your breathing. So this practice is like, weightlifting for your empathic mind. So I've worked with someone in the past who was an empath and struggled a lot in crowded places. And 
when they started practicing simple meditations each day, over time, what they found was they could navigate the crowded spaces without feeling so emotionally drained. And the secret was that they learned to observe their empathic reactions without getting lost in them. And that's the key. It's not so much what you're perceiving that's causing you suffering. It's when the mind starts to spin stories about what you're perceiving. The reason why we get stuck in the energy of others is because when we notice it, we then add commentary to it. Whose is this? Why do they feel this way? Um, How do I get rid of this? We start to spin stories and then we attach to that energy, right? And then we're attaching the energy of blame or maybe anger, right? Because now we're resentful that we felt fine just five minutes ago and now we don't, right? So once our mind grabs onto that, that energy then becomes our responsibility. It's ours now, not theirs. So meditation is about witnessing what comes up and letting it pass by like a cloud, just letting it pass through the sky. Now let's talk about mindfulness for a minute. So mindfulness is about being fully present in the moment, and it can be a make or break for impasse. So when we're mindful, we're aware of our environment and we're aware of our inner reactions to it. So what that does is it gives you control to not be swept away by external emotional currents. So here's a mindfulness exercise. Next time you're in a conversation, I want you to focus entirely on the other person. Notice their expressions. Notice their tones. Observe their reactions and emotions. But here's the key. Remain present in the conversation. So this exercise can help you build empathic resilience. The key is balance. So being an empath doesn't mean you have to be on emotional high alert all the time. It's okay and necessary to take a break from absorbing others' emotions. I see this a lot. 90% of what you're picking up on is none of your business. And if it's none of your business, then why hold on to it? Why try to dissect it? Why try to add story to it? You notice, now let it go. And this is where setting boundaries comes in. And science supports this. Research shows that empaths have a heightened response in brain areas related to empathy and emotional processing. And it's essential to give these areas a rest. And remember, every empath's journey is unique. What works for one may not work for the other. Stay tuned in to you. Notice what works for you. Don't get married to one way of caring for yourself and think that you're somehow failing if it's no longer working. We grow, we evolve, we change. So be willing to stay curious about what's working for you today. So I'm curious, how did you find balance or have you found balance in your empathic journey? Have you discovered any personal techniques that help you manage your empathic abilities? 
I would love to hear from you. So share your stories and insights with us on social media. Remember to use hashtag empathic explorations or leave a comment on my website or shoot me an email. I'd love to learn and grow with each other. So as we conclude this segment, I want you to remember that your empathic abilities are a beautiful gift. I know sometimes they don't feel like it, but with practice, mindfulness, and balance, you can turn this gift into a powerful tool for understanding, healing, and connection. So next, I want to go a little bit more into the science behind the sixth sense. So what we're going to do is we're going to explore the science behind what we as empaths often refer to our sixth sense. So it's not just a mystical concept. There's real science at play here. So first, let's talk about the brain. So neuroscientists have discovered that certain areas of the brain, like the anterior insula and the anterior cingulate cortex, have are more active in individuals who are highly empathic. So these areas are responsible for processing empathy and emotions and social information. So let's go a little bit deeper into mirror neurons. So these are specialized brain cells that actually react not only when we perform an action, but also when we observe someone else performing the same action. So this mirroring is a key component of empathy. It also allows us to feel what others might be feeling just by observing them. But it's not all in the brain. So our entire body plays a role in our empathic abilities. So the concept of gut feeling isn't just a metaphor. The enteric nervous system, also called the second brain, located in our gut is linked to our emotions and to our intuition. So studies suggest that this gut-brain connection plays a crucial role in our emotional lives and decision-making processes. What does all this mean for empaths? Well, it indicates that our experiences are deeply rooted in our neurobiology and our physiology. So understanding this helps us manage our empathic abilities better. It's also a reminder that what we feel is real tangible and scientifically grounded. So what are your thoughts on the science of empathy and the sixth sense? You know, does does knowing the science behind it change how you view your abilities? Like how much weight do you give the science? And I would love to know what you think about that. As we wrap up this segment, I want you to remember that your empathic abilities are not just a mystical phenomenon but a complex interplay of brain functions, neurology, and even your gut feelings. So embracing both the scientific and the experiential aspects of empathy can lead to a deeper understanding and more effective management of your unique abilities. As we come to a close of our journey together today, I want to extend a heartfelt thank you for joining me. If today's conversation sparked a new understanding or illuminated a part of your empathic journey, I encourage you to share this experience. 
Imagine the ripple effect your action could create by sharing this podcast. You're not just spreading knowledge, you're helping build a community of understanding and support for empaths everywhere. So if this episode resonated with you, please pass it on to someone who might find equal value in our discussions. And dear listeners, if this podcast has added value to your life, would you consider leaving me a review? Your feedback not only helps us grow, but also allows other empaths like you to discover and join our supportive community. For those of you seeking deeper insights into your empathic abilities and how to nurture them, I invite you to explore my book, The Healed Empath. So this book is a labor of love, a guide crafted to support you on your journey towards understanding and caring for your unique empathic nature. Additionally, I'm thrilled to extend an invitation to our Realized Empath Retreat, which is happening this January. It's a gathering designed to deepen your connection with your empathic abilities, surrounded by nature and rainforest and a community of fellow empaths. It's more than a retreat. It's a celebration of our shared journey. Details and registration can be found at realizedempath.com. Don't miss this opportunity to recharge, reflect, and connect with like-minded souls. Lastly, remember to subscribe to our podcast for more insightful episodes. Visit our website at realizedempath.com for a wealth of resources on empathy and to join our vibrant community of realized empaths. Together, we're not just navigating our empathic abilities, but embracing and celebrating them. Until we meet again, keep nurturing your empathic gifts, cherish your emotional depth, and stay empathic. It's what makes you fantastic after all. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Realized Empath Podcast. Revisit past episodes or contact Kristen at realizedempath.com. Did you love this episode? Please share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, sensitive souls.